This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. This is Gaurav Sarkar and I'll be your host for this episode, given that Cherry is currently back in her hometown enjoying a well-deserved break. Yaar, hum logo ko bhi chutti ke liye waise apply kar dena chahiye abhi. I think she is on desk. छुट्टी मिलेगी ही नहीं वेल सो जेन अनामिका एंड अनादर फोटोग्राफर कॉल स्नेहा थ्री ऑफ दैम फ्रॉम द मिड डे वेंट टू कोपिवली रिपोर्टेड ऑन द स्टोरी स्पोक टू अ कपल ऑफ रेसिडेंट्स ओवर देयर एंड द फाइंडिंग्स आर वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग इवन इन द पॉलिटिकल स्पेक्ट्रम बिकॉज़ देयर आर अबाउट सिक्स वेल्स एंड अ कपल ऑफ डैम्स इन द एरिया स्टिल वाटर स्कैसिटी सीम्स टू प्लेग इट एंड दिस इज मिड डे या दिस इज द मिड डे इन बॉम्बे राइट कूल सो दैट विल बी फैसिनेटिंग Also on the panel are our usual in-house sharpshooters, correspondents Ayush Tiwari and Basant Kumar. Guys, I quickly want to ask you all, how does it feel to have me on the other side instead of siding with you all on that side of the panel? Well, if you're anticipating some favorable response at the cost of cherry, then you're not getting one. Is that because I'm sitting in cherry's chair? <laughs> Wherever you're sitting, with. Basant, आपके खानात मैं भी वही कह रहा था मजा आएगा क्योंकि आप हम लोगों का दुख समझते हैं तो शायद इसी तरीके से बात करेंगे अपना बंदा उस साइड है ऐसा हम कह सकते हैं ओके कूल टुडे वील बी डिस्कसिंग द बुडगाम इंसिडेंट इन विच एन एम आई सेवनटीन हेलीकॉप्टर वॉज शॉट डाउन इन फ्रेंडली फायर बाई द इंडियन एयरफोर्स ऑन फेब्रवरी ट्वेंटी सेवन्थ किलिंग सिक्स इंडियन एयरफोर्स पर्सनल एंड अ सिविलियन इन द प्रोसेस बट द न्यूज ऑफ दिस वॉज रिलीज ओनली लास्ट वीक वील ऑल्सो भी टॉकिंग अबाउट द फ्रीक्वेंट केसेज ऑफ वायलेंस टूवर्ड्स मुस्लिम्स दट द कंट्री हैज सीन इन द इमीजियट आफ्टर मैथ ऑफ द ट्वेंटी नाइनटीन जनरल इलेक्शन इन विच द बीजेपी outdid themselves in yet another landslide victory and we'll also talk about the curious case of rahul gandhi's resignation is the guy resigning is he not <laughs> basan seems to be smiling because he's followed the congress working committee uh, uh, very carefully over the weekend um okay guys just before we delve into budgam uh, can you guys tell me a bit about what what have you all been working on this week uh, is there anything that's brewing in the pipelines so i'm finally resumed work on this economic story mm-hmm. and because i was i had done my research early may 
but because of the elections i had to you know uh, put it on hold so i'm pretty excited to finally finish it off which i'll do today and then uh, we have i have some interesting ideas which i'm not ready to reveal <laughs> but uh, i saw you yesterday i was reading some uh, economist articles yeah. that you hadn't paid for with your own subscription yeah that's how garib we are subscribe to news laundry so we can subscribe bill, to bill, bill, economist bill, bill. Great plug. what's the economist <laughs> yeah. story that you've been working on though so it's uh, it's not nothing breaking uh, actually in 2011 many outlets are reported that for the very first time the indian government had blacked out a map of kashmir in the economist okay. using a sticker in all 28000 copies that are circulated in india so the story is on that but i've pointed to other instances of how this stickers you know come about in the magazine and how sometimes very uh, you know it's amusing the way economist tries to circumvent the problem okay cool aur basant aap kiski sarkar gira rahe ho सरकार तो जिसके गिरने थी मतलब गिरी क्या वहीं कंटिन्यू मतलब लग जा रही है हाँ मैं वहीं अभी तो कुछ उन लोगों का इंटरव्यू करने वाला हूँ जिन्होंने बड़े बड़े नेताओं को हराया है जैसे गुना से है डिम्पल यादव को जिन लोगों ने हराया है तो छः सात लोग हैं जो काफ़ी बड़े बड़े नेताओं को उन्होंने इस चुनाव में हरा दिया है उन सबका इंटरव्यू मैं करने वाला हूँ लगातार मतलब परसों से जारी होगा तो यही है बाकी चुनाव उनाव का थोड़ा ख़त्म हो तो कुछ ग्राउंड रिपोर्ट की जाए स्टोरी की जब बहुत हो गया इंटरव्यू और राजनीतिक मसलों पे बात व्हाट्स व्हाट्स बीन इन द पाइपलाइन फॉर यू दो दिस वन पीस दैट आई बीन वर्किंग ऑन फॉर वीक्स बट नाउ it has to go through some authorization and rechecking process before oh. we finally publish it so it's, it's, a, it's a media piece it's nice. about uh, it's titled death of a newspaper but okay. i won't give away more details than that right now right so it's a big one raj ko raj hi rehne do it's it's a tough and it's it's a big one but let's let's just wait on that also listeners if you are listening to this podcast on any other platform like itunes stitcher or now even spotify don't forget to head over to our website www.newslaundry.com to check out the other cool stuff that we do So you know let's let's delve right into the Budgam incident because I feel this was an incident which in my opinion was played out very slyly by the authorities on February 27th which is also the day wing commander Abhinandan Varthman was taken hostage by Pakistani forces an MI17 helicopter was shot down near Srinagar resulting in the deaths of all six airmen on board and a citizen on the ground but information of the Budgam incident which is which should have been released back then we knew that a helicopter was fired on we didn't know what caused it but now it was revealed last tuesday in the midst of a complete hysteria of post election madness in the news cycle where there was no space for anything else the information was revealed that the MI17 was shot down in friendly fire by our own air force yeah. uh, there's practically a court martial taking place right now and there's not much that we seem to hear about it a lot of glaring questions are there as to how did we not identify how did the identity friend of force system not register the helicopter as ours uh, why was the helicopter which is already out why was it not vectored to like a safer zone instead of being called back to base especially when 100 kilometers away there's a dog fight that's happening between uh, uh, indian and pakistani aircrafts right but the biggest loophole here is that why the hell was this told to us after the election right why was this not told to us before when when the air, when the mi17 helicopter was shot down mm-hmm. basant do you think that this was probably a ploy at covering up something so that you could garner election votes and election mileage isme koi matlab मतलब असहमत होने वाली बात है ही नहीं कि इस पूरे आ, मामले को दबाया गया पुलवामा हमला हुआ सरकार के खिलाफ उसे जाना था 
मुंबई में अटैक हुआ गृहमंत्री को इस्तीफा देना पड़ा था तत्कालीन पुलवामा में अटैक हुआ 40 लोग मारे गए 40 जवान हमारे शहीद हो गए सरकार पे सवाल उठना चाहिए था सरकार इसका फायदा उठा ले गई आप देखिए पुलवामा अटैक के बाद भारत सरकार ने रिप्लाई किया पाकिस्तान पे उसका बीजेपी ने प्रचार किया कि हमने बदला ले लिया लेकिन पुलवामा में जो चालीस लोग मारे गए चालीस जवान हमारे शहीद हुए उसकी जिम्मेदारी किस किस पे है क्या सरकार पर नहीं है कि हमारे जवान सुरक्षित नहीं है पुलवामा अटैक का आपने जिम्मेदारी ली नहीं आपने बालाकोट पर अटैक किया उसकी जिम्मेदारी ले ली और आपने अपनी तारीफ करने लगे बेसिकली आपने सब क्रेडिट ले लिया क्रेडिट ले लिया जो मतलब वही एक हिंदी में कहा जाता है मीठा मीठा गप गप और खटा खटा मतलब जो मीठा हो आप उसे खा लीजिए जो नुकसान वाला उसे छोड़ दीजिए तो उसी तरीके से जब हमारे ही हेलीकॉप्टर को हमारे ही वायुसेना के लोगों ने मार दिया इस पर हल्की फुल्की खबर आई थी उस दौरान लेकिन उसको दबा दिया गया पूरे चुनाव के दौरान इस पर कहीं आवाज़ नहीं उठाया गया ना विपक्ष ने उठाया विपक्ष भी डरा हुआ था राष्ट्रवाद के मुद्दे पर पूरा चुनाव हो रहा था और जैसे ही चुनाव खत्म हुआ खबर आ गई उस हेलीकॉप्टर में छह जवान थे शायद छह या सात लोग थे छह सात लोग मारे गए अगर वो खबर उस वक्त आ जाती तो थोड़ा बहुत जो गवर्नमेंट है हालांकि वो गवर्नमेंट दोबारा सत्ता में आ गई है थोड़ा बहुत तो नुकसान तो जरूर होता लेकिन इस सरकार ने उस खबर को बिल्कुल दबा दिया और वहीं बालाकोट का क्रेडिट लेते रहे पुलवामा में जो नुकसान हुआ उस पर चुप्पी साध लिए Ayush, what about you? What do you think? You think, think this was a cover-up or something, or was it just like selective cherry picking where you don't reveal something right now and say that, "Chal, after the election, we'll do that." See, there's two two points where I diverge. Uh, first of all, definitely good question to ask why this comes out after the election. But I think we as journalists shouldn't be skipping to give an answer as to because the elections are happening. I think on the thirty first, the print had reported there's a court of inquiry that was set up to look into this, and that's part of the procedure. So how long did that go on? Did that cause the delay? The, did the result of that come out in the middle of the election, and therefore someone you know decided ki ab election ke baadi karna hai? So all those questions need to be answered. But we certainly know that there was there was a court of inquiry that was set up, and it mm -hmm. tried to investigate in. to the matter uh, the second question was ki what basan said ki the um, the government is trying to suppress the information definitely look the government will try to suppress information that doesn't uh, you know go in its favor but the question should be asked of the media as well what was the media doing snehesh uh, had reported on this for the print people were not asking this these article questions article in the print is on the 31st that you're talking of about march. 31st of march You're saying he reported on this on 31st of March. Yeah, he reported on this on so 31st of March. So funnily enough, I think the first article that came out was by Ajay Shukla in the Business Standard on April 29th itself. Right. Where he said, where he predicted that though it was clear the Budgam incident was a case of friendly fire, details of the inquiry would only be released after the Lok Sabha elections. I'll just read you guys out a paragraph. This is what the article says, and I quote: "With the Balakot bombing and the Pakistani response, including the alleged shooting down of a Pakistani F-16 fighter, being painted in election campaigning as a major Indian victory, admitting the loss of a helicopter and seven personnel due to friendly fire, would present a bleaker picture." Close yeah. quote. So I think Ajay Shukla pretty much hit it on the head, you know, on right. two days after the incident happened. But even at that time, no one really followed up on this article. Exactly. No one really wanted to look into. Uh, How the hell were these IAF personnel killed? How right. was the civilian killed, and who the hell gave these orders in the first place? Yeah, so that's why the question should be asked to the media. The media government will suppress what it wants to suppress, but the media is one that's out there to take out the. Basan, do you agree that the media is also slightly to blame? Absolutely. इसमें कोई दोराई नहीं है. Media तो जयकारा करने में लग गया था मोदी सरकार का और प्रधानमंत्री का कि बदला ले लिया. Imran Khan दहशत में है. Imran Khan की नींद गायब हो गई है. ये सारे कैचवर्ड थे टीवी मीडिया के किसी ने भी मुझे जहाँ तक याद है जो छह लोग मरे हैं उसमें एक 
जो व्यक्ति था चंडीगढ़ का रहने वाला था अगर मैं गलत नहीं हूँ तो उनकी पत्नी का एक तस्वीरें तस्वीरें भी बाहर मतलब वो आया था कि वो रो रही थी काफ़ी ऐसी खबर आई थी लेकिन सोच टी मीडिया ने खासकर इस खबर को तो बिल्कुल दिखाया ही नहीं उसको पता है कि इससे नुकसान हो जाएगा गवर्नमेंट को ज्यादातर टीवी मीडिया उस वक्त जयकारे में लगा हुआ था पाकिस्तान डर के साय में जी रहा तमाम बातें हो रही थी तो इसमें कोई दो राय नहीं कि मीडिया ने इसको दबाया है राइट एंड यू नो द फ्रेंडली फायर्स आर वन ऑफ द मोस्ट ट्रेजिक पार्ट ऑफ वॉरफेयर बिकॉज इट्स नॉट जस्ट दैट दिल्ड योर सोल्जर्स दैट योर ओन Mm-hmm. soldiers have killed your comrades and i'll just read out some other instances of you know uh, friendly fires that are pretty important historically on the 29th of april 1987 wing commander amjad javed of pakistan air force had shot down his own wingman flight lieutenant shahid mistaking him for an enemy during the iraq war us troops killed at least 7 and wounded 34 of their own compatriots in 18 suspected friendly fire incidents so it's a common occurrence i mean especially sure. in modern warfare and in medieval warfare so that i think that's what makes it uh, tragic but according to Sh- uh, snehesh's report when he asked one of the commanders in the army he just said shit happens and i thought that's other <laughs> frivolous thing so to say so maybe like in the iraq war the scale of the war is so huge you know that you could mistake your friend for an enemy or something like yeah. that but in this case it was a lone mi17 helicopter hmm. i think the only factor was that 100 kilometers away there's that dog fight happening between indian and pakistani aircrafts yeah so you might mistake your mi17 helicopter for an enemy helicopter but we have so many systems in place we have a spider system in place we have a identity friend of four system in place they did not show the target as red so the main question that arises is that the senior most people the officials who were in charge of giving the direction to shoot down the flight at the shrinagar air base yeah are these guys going to be court martialed and questioned as to who as to the chain of the command who gave the order first yeah. because with the air force it works on a seniority basis right. and if that if the senior most official was not present physically at the air base when the command was given then who who was the order given by finally yeah these are some very glaring questions that probably the media should ask yeah. but more than that shouldn't it be revealed by the government in itself you know that this is this is where we goofed up and uh, this yeah. is this is what we're telling you shouldn't the information you said spider system it was yeah. a spider system which shot down the helicopter it is the spider system which shot down the helicopter it is yeah. the identity friend of friend of four system that failed to recognize it as one of our own yeah that's true anyway so i guess we'll get a clearer picture on budgam as and when the court martial keeps proceeding on uh, but for now let's talk about uh, the violence related towards minorities you know especially muslims that have occurred in the last week since the commencement of the 2019 lok sabha election there have been three reported cases of violence towards muslims ever since the conclusion of the 2019 lok sabha election in which the bjp emerged victorious in yet another landslide victory on may 22nd a muslim couple and a youth were beaten by self proclaimed gaurakshaks in madhya pradesh and forced to shout slogans of jai shri ram post this on the night of may 25th a muslim man was beaten by a group of men at jakapura in gurugram after he was told to remove his skull cap and chant jai shri ram on monday may 27th The Hindu reported that a Muslim youth named Muhammad Kazim was shot at in Begusarai district on Sunday morning allegedly after he was asked his name. Three incidents of violence towards Muslims, two of them with gaurakshaks in it, one of them which has a beef narrative to it. Uh is this pseudo nationalism suddenly seeming like a rise in one week after the election? Why do you call it pseudo nationalism? It is nationalism. No, it's I think perverted nationalism, but it's no. It's definitely pseudo nationalism because I don't think Gaurakshaks are uh, nationalists. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not, man. And I'll well, then th- th- then you assuming that nationalists are only good people, but I don't think that's the no, case. No, I believe in a pure form of nationalism, not in like a corrupted form of nationalism in which the Hinduism narrative is confused with the Hindutva narrative. Ah, but Basant, you want 
वॉन्टेड टू टॉक अबाउट द बेगूसराय इंसिडेंट हाँ बेगूसराय में एक फेरी वाले कोई एक व्यक्ति ने उसका नाम पूछा जैसे पता चले कि वो मुसलमान है तो पहले उसने कहा कि तुझे तो पाकिस्तान में होना चाहिए और गोली मार दिया वो व्यक्ति घायल है मरे नहीं है अब हमें यह जानना चाहिए कि बेगूसराय के भी सांसद कौन है गिरिराज सिंह जो पिछले पाँच साल में केंद्रीय मंत्री होते हुए हर उस आदमी को पाकिस्तान भेजने की बात कर रहे थे जो सरकार की आलोचना कर रहा था उनको उनके अनुसार सरकार की आलोचना मतलब देश की आलोचना और वो हर तीसरे दिन किसी को पाकिस्तान का वीज़ा दे देते थे पाकिस्तान निकल जाओ अब गिरिराज सिंह वहाँ के सांसद हो गए हैं और उनके सांसद बनने चुने जाने के तीन चार दिन बाद ये घटना हो रही है तो इसमें मतलब हम मान सकते हैं कि शायद वहाँ के जो बीजेपी समर्थक हों हालांकि राजीव यादव बीजेपी समर्थक है या नहीं अभी कंफर्म नहीं है हो भी सकते हैं नहीं भी हो सकते हैं लेकिन वहाँ के लोगों में एक वो तो आ ही जाएगा कि हमारे सांसद ऐसे हैं वो खुद ही भेजते हैं तो हम अनुमान लगा सकते हैं कि गिरिराज सिंह के वहाँ सांसद बनने के बाद लोगों के मन में ऐसा आया होगा और शायद आगे भी ऐसी घटनाएँ हो but i'm you know i want to point out towards the sheer brashness and shamelessness in which these incidents are happening now especially yeah. in the last week it actually seems like people are not scared you know uh, hindu nationals of doing such stuff they are they are not really scared about anything i want to point out that you know these three incidents that have happened in the last week uh, with 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 the violence related towards muslims uh, do you think there's we're going to see like a proper surge in the number of gaurakshak incidents in the number of uh, lynching incidents under modi 2.0 do you think we're headed that way to dekhiye 2014 se 19 ke beech jab pradhan mantri modi ki pehli sarkar thi isme kai mamle aaye gaay ko lekar goraksha ke naam pe halaki pradhan mantri ne gorakshakon ko jo log gaay ki raksha ke naam pe hatya karte hain unki alochna bhi ki thi lekin unke hi mantri un goraksh kathit gorakshak jo kisi ke kisi ke hatya ke mamle mein jail mein the जेल से बाहर उनका सौ आया तो उस पर तिरंगा लपेट रहे थे लड्डू खिला रहे थे झारखंड में तो इसमें कोई दो है कि इस सरकार के मतलब जो बीजेपी की गवर्नमेंट है उसमें कथित रूप से जो हिंदूवादी लोग हैं वो उनका एक मतलब कहा जाए तो मन बढ़ गया है वो उनको शायद डर ख़त्म हो गया उनके अंदर का कि हाँ वो कुछ भी कर सकते हैं अब देखिए जय श्री राम नाम के नारे लगाने के लोगों को पीटा जा रहा है टोपी हटाने के नाम पर पीटा जा रहा है तो और प्रधानमंत्री आलोचना करते हैं लेकिन उनके पार्टी के बाकी लोग उनके समर्थक हैं no, गौतम गंभीर तो आलोचना देखिए कैसे हुआ है उनको उनके उनके ही लोगों ने उनपे ट्विटर पे उनपे बरस पड़े हैं उनको ही भला बुरा कहा जा रहा है और मुझे लगता है इसके बाद गंभीर कभी आलोचना भी नहीं करेंगे I mean, it's tough to be a liberal in huh. the BJP for huh. sure. Yeah, I mean, he has come back with a bigger mandate than he did yeah. last time. Yeah. So, I mean, until and unless he actively goes out and you know deters people from doing these things, of course, there'll be a surge in this. And the fact that this we have seen three incidents in such a short span exactly. of time doesn't bode too well for the coming years. लेकिन एक चीज हमें देखना होगा शायद प्रधानमंत्री ने कहा है अपने आखिरी भाषण में जो उन्होंने लोग संसद भवन में दिया कि हम जो अल्पसंख्यक हैं उनके मन के अंदर जो डर है उसको दूर करेंगे और उनके करीब जाएंगे तो शायद प्रशासनिक रूप से भी उसको इसको इस पे काम हो और जो अल्पसंख्यक अल्पसंख्यक समुदाय के साथ हो रहा है वो शायद प्रधानमंत्री ऐसा कोशिश करें कि ऐसा ना हो जो अगले अगले पांच साल उनके पास शासन है बसंत यू वो ऑल्सो एट द आप एंड कांग्रेस हेडक्वार्टर्स व्हेन द इलेक्शन रिजल्ट्स बीइंग डिक्लेयर्ड। बुरा हाल था <laughs> मैंने सुना है कि वहाँ पे बहुत मायूसी छाई हुई थी सुबह से ऐसे कि अगर हम मजाक में कहें तो आ, पता नहीं ऐसा कहना चाहिए कि नहीं मजाक में कहें तो अगर मान लीजिए कि जिस आपकी प्रेमिका की शादी हो रही हो और उस दिन जो आपका मूड होगा 
वो स्थिति थी आप और कांग्रेस ऑफिस के बाहर लेकिन सुबह से ही ऐसे था पब्लिक कम थी वहाँ पे मैं सुना ईवीएम के बारे में प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे थे कांग्रेस ऑफिस पे जगदीश शर्मा उनके एक नेता हैं जो रॉबर्ट वाड्रा के बेहद करीबी बताए जाते हैं रॉबर्ट वाड्रा मामले में उनसे ईडी पूछताछ भी कर चुकी है तो रॉबर्ट वाड्रा चौबीस अकबर रोड के बाहर भंडारा का आयोजन कर रहे थे हवन हो रहा था बारह बजे तक हवन वगैरह हुआ भंडारा वंडारा सब चल रहा था गाने बजाने वाले भी आए थे 12 बजे के बाद जिस तरीके से रुझान आया बीजेपी की बीजेपी और एनडीए के पक्ष में उसके बाद सब कुछ थम गया आई थिंक 12 बजे तक उनको कुछ 270 सेवेंटी सीट तो मिली गई हाँ, तब तक हाँ रुझान बिल्कुल स्पष्ट जा रहा था बीजेपी बहुमत में आ रही है और कांग्रेस ऑफिस के बाहर पत्रकार भी जाकर अंदर बैठ गए थे ना कोई डांस हो रहा था ना गाने बज रहे थे जगदीश शर्मा ने ई पे प्रोटेस्ट शुरू कर दिया और उन्होंने कहा कि मुझे नतीजा पता था कि ऐसा आएगा और भगवान जब तक ई से चुनाव होगा तब तक मोदी जी को कोई नहीं हरा सकता भगवान भी नहीं हरा सकते और आम आदमी पार्टी के हेडक्वार्टर आम आदमी पार्टी के बाहर तो और तकलीफदेह मामला था क्योंकि आम आदमी पार्टी के सामने से जो दीनदयाल उपाध्याय मार्ग है उसी पे बीजेपी हेडक्वार्टर है करेक्ट और जश्न का माहौल बीजेपी के हेडक्वार्टर पर था ही तो मैं आम आदमी पार्टी ऑफिस के ऐसे देखने के लिए क्या चल रहा है तो वहाँ पार्टी का कोई भी व्यक्ति नहीं था इवन उनका जो मीडिया प्रभारी है या जो भी कोई था ही नहीं सिर्फ सुरक्षाकर्मी और अंदर एक दो लोग बैठे हुए थे आम आदमी पार्टी का कोई भी नेता कोई भी कार्यकर्ता अपने पार्टी ऑफिस में मौजूद नहीं यू नो दिस इज सो डिफरेंट दैन द एक्सपीरियंस दैट आई हैड एट द बीजेपी हेडक्वार्टर्स बिकॉज ओवर देर सिंस आई वॉज देर सिंस सेवन ई एम इन द मॉर्निंग इट वॉज इट वॉज नथिंग लेस दैन अ पार्टी टिल अबाउट एट पी एम यू नो देर वर लड्डूज देर वर केक्स देर वर्जिशन नतीजे क्या आने वाले हैं Modi and Shah said the dip, the voting ended, and the period, the model code of conduct, wala period, shuruwa 48 hours ka. Mm-hmm. That infamous press conference, so called. He came and said, "We want, we predicting 300 seats," and they were so confident. It was like, "Ha, 300 to win." Rahe hain. Aap batayi, aapko kya chahiye? But you know, while we're talking about seat numbers, Ayush, you did a report on the exit polls on last Sunday when they came out. Right. And I remember we all were, you know, sort of scorning the India Today My Access numbers, but yeah. it turns out they've got it pretty much spot on. Yeah, actually. that's true i mean uh, first of all the methodology and the you know glitches in their uh, the way they set up their polling predictions on their website that came and that faced a lot of flack online especially on social media mm-hmm. and the reason was that you know obviously the numbers were way ahead of what even the most it was 370ish uh, that they predicted it was 339 to 350 Uh, sorry 339 to 365 okay. which is also 352 plus minus 13 which is just 2 3 seats away from the final tally exactly and that came closest to you know bjp's prediction and uh, if you saw mr pradeep gupta who was on um, who's a md of the access mind your group he was in india today and he started crying he had tears <laughs> khushi ke and, yeah, and rahul khan was like these are tears of joy these are tears of accomplishment you know and he was waxing eloquent about all that but yeah uh, i mean i think what we see in these exit polls this time is that usually it's just one exit poll that gets the election right last right. year chanakya got it right, right. this time three of them got it right chanakya again brilliant job axis and ipsos which was cnn ke sath partnership came very close this sort of also breaks the myth that exit polls are not always correct yeah. you can't hold them at face value etc look according to pranay roy's uh, recent book on the indian election and psychology he said ki the accuracy rate of exit polls for lok sabha election has been 97% since 1980s 
So wow. it's only recently that they have picked up because look, the, when the polity changes, when the arithmetic of elections changes, when the voting pattern changes, then data science has to adjust itself with you know newer methods. That adjustment period was happening. Now that we see more and more exit polls. Um, getting it near to the number i think the data science is now finally settling on a good method of finding out how many seats a party is going to win boys i also wanted to talk about the uh, liberal meltdown that happened when the results came in okay i mean yeah. we know what our office like we know what we know the reactions that we had but do you think that this meltdown was justified in a certain way because at i mean at the end of it it's it is the people's mandate and it was the people's mandate by a long shot it wasn't like a couple of seats here and there yeah. it was a very decisive victory so do you think that this entire thing including the opeds in in uh, certain publications talking about how we are headed for a nationalistic future under the bjp hmm. uh, isn't that a little justified given the fact that they did win the votes and in a democracy all you need to do is win the votes right yeah i think that most of the uh, talk about liberal meltdown was at least from in the news laundry office there was no meltdown here mm-hmm. i mean except <laughs> Meghna probably <laughs> self-admittedly had a meltdown, and that's the only reason I'm stating it because he himself said that. I don't think we, any of us has a meltdown because when the exit poll numbers came out, and any sensible person would look at them and say these numbers are pointing towards an NDA victory, they'll win. The surprise was obviously in the fact that the margin through exactly. which they'll win yeah. that was surprising. And like now, the Congress won't even get to form leader of yeah, opposition yeah, yeah. in the house. So it was, I Is think, people, people who wanted to sneer upon, you know, the liberal left for not getting our party you know apparently the congress which it is not for not getting what well, it was a sneer game which was going on and there you said oh there's a liberal meltdown there was no liberal meltdown here i feel in most newsrooms and with most liberals there was a meltdown even on twitter etc i mean even with my roommates even with even with couple of my relatives who lean towards the left yeah. uh, they were really surprised as to oh, how can we as a country vote them back into power when we've done, when he's done all of this in the last 5 years he's not fulfilled any of his promises but the golden rule and the only rule that applies in a democracy is majority wins you don't get to cry over spilt milk once the majority has decided its voice yeah you can equivocate this by saying that a democracy's only job is not to voice the opinions of its majority but also to protect that of its minority right. and the second part is what is actually lacking in modi 2.0 so far hmm. since we discussed gaurakshaks etc about it yeah but uh, i just feel that crying over spilt milk once the votes are in by such large numbers is is not really justified just get your opposition game together get that strong and uh, yeah, fight yeah. it the way it's meant to be fought there are state elections coming you know months round the corner mm-hmm. in a few time. months you should just start get on the bandwagon restructure your parties kick out your former heads hold them responsible and you know get in the game again to i think some of it is justified of course because there are valid concerns about where the country is going in certain ways but rest of is the rest of it is just about taking it as a mandate that the people have given to a government i think people sometimes in some criticism people tend to forget that there's a mandate of the Ayus, people janmat ka samman kijiye bilkul humne kiya actually so you did a story on uh, how you compiled a lot of you know uh, foreign media ke editorials on them uh, slamming modi yeah. so talking smack about him in the it wasn't really smack most of it was the truth but it's just something that i don't think indian publications or editorials would call him out on right uh, the associated press came down very heavily on modi so did okay. the guardian so did the new york times hmm. in fact the new york times really didn't take it easy on him at all and yeah. actually called him out on everything that has to be called out since he became cm of gujarat yeah <laughs> uh, but 
do we actually need international media to call out our own prime minister can't our own publications do it can't our own editorials do it i think the structure of the media in this country the way it's been functioning the five years doesn't allow for it so even even if those publications you know which tend to criticize him in that fashion with that mm-hmm. kind of polemic are sidelined or mocked or you know there is a derision sure. towards them but so that credibility in in this own in this country of those publication has eroded in a while New York Times and all obviously have a global call. I think Economist did a fantastic editorial mm, yeah. on Modi. They they before every election they take a position on who you know who they side with. They sided with the Congress and a very uh, harsh polemic on why Modi shouldn't be elected. But uh, again, I think uh, most of it went down as. In fact, I find it a little ironic that. we have a prime minister who's so good at global optics and everyone says that oh abhi india ko modi ke naam se jana jata hai bahar gaon mein hmm. but this is how the international media actually looks at us it's not how we look at modi internationally but yeah. the international media looks at us as someone who has voted in a, a nationalist party for the second running term yeah. and they say that india is headed towards a very dangerous precedent in the future under this guy actually the reason why they see through the charade is because they've been there a long time ago mm. that whole optics game the west has played in terms of its politics the united states elected an actor a hollywood actor uh-huh. as its president in the 1980s so they know the they know the way they try to game the public opinion that mm. has happened there it's coming to our republic now we are obviously enchanted by it but after a while if i think that's a reason for consolation that two three decades later even we'll see through this and you know return back to some you know speaking politics. speaking of actors i remember i came back from the bjp headquarters the day the election result was announced and i was talking to abhinandan and he actually said something that made a lot of sense he said that we've become a country that wants someone like salman khan as our prime minister someone who can like deliver blockbuster after blockbuster who's good at optics who people would pay to see even though he doesn't have much of like substance or moral value in it yeah. but he's still a superstar True. and uh, i don't think that i personally don't think that we should endorse the ideology of having a superstar as a prime minister yeah definitely not any anyway, politicians are enough for now <laughs> they're definitely a handful but uh, guys now we'll move over to talk with jane and anamika from the midday Jane is the chief sub editor as well as feature writer at the publication and is also the author of Mafia Queens of Mumbai which she has spent along with Hussain Zaidi. Anamika is a city correspondent with the newspaper who primarily looks at Navi Mumbai and Thane areas. Hi guys. Hello. Nice to have you all on the show all the way from Bombay. Thank you so much Gora <laughs> for having us. Yeah, but uh, you know, I want to just uh, just want to say at the outset of this conversation that it was a really unexpected and unheard of story that was reported in the Sunday midday this week. and uh, i want to open this conversation by asking anamika how did you get this scoop how did you come across this story uh first of all thank you so much gaurav for taking this issue on your podcast uh 3 weeks ago i was waiting for a, a gram panchayat officer i wanted to meet him so i overheard a conversation of uh, of me uh, who were you know talking about mp of bivandi constituency kapil patil mm-hmm. and they were trying to you know like they were blaming him ki he has done nothing for us and all that so i uh, started you know like involving in that conversation basically so they said that uh, he has done nothing for us we do not have another option but uh, to give vote to him but then i asked him why you don't have any other option what are the problems you are facing now so they started giving me information about lack of uh crematorium lack of education facility and water mm. scarcity and then he suddenly started saying ki our young boys in our area 
रिमेन अनमेरिड बिकॉज ऑफ फिल्म सो आई वॉज लाइक आई वॉज शॉक्ट आई वॉज लाइक वॉट इज द रिलेशन बिटवीन वॉटर स्केयर सिटी एजुकेशन थिंग एंड अनमेरिड बॉयज ओके सो आई आई आस्किंग टू एक्सप्लेन इन डिटेल सो ही सेड दैटली विलेज देर आर मोर दैन फिफ्टी बॉयज हु आर अनमेरिड बिकॉज देर इज वॉटर स्केयर सिटी so i asked him he give me some you know like more details about it and uh, I, i i just shared my number with him and uh, within next two days he uh, sent me some photographs of the well and uh, i spoke to uh, you know some youngsters over there mm-hmm. over phone and i was like this is so shocking and uh, you know like mm-hmm. uh, i want to cover this anyhow mm-hmm. also guys i have on the panel with me news laundry correspondents ayush tiwari and basant Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 So yeah, I, when I was going through the story, the initial impression I had was that, you know, it was a, it was focusing on this problem of bachelorhood that was being, you know, resulting from a water crisis. But when that mm. caste angle came in, when they said, you know, the BJP MLA hasn't done done much work, but he's from mm-hmm. our caste. So I wanted to know, is this the Agri caste that you've mentioned? Are they the dominant community in that area? Yes, yes. Right. The Agri community, Murbad area, and uh, uh, you know, like uh, adjacent to that area, there are more Agri community people. And uh, uh, Kapil Patil is from Agri community, and MLA Kishan Kathore is from Kunbi community. And both uh, in Murbad and Shahapur area, there is a big, you know, big constituency. Overall, uh, Kunbi and uh, Agri community have uh, like more than fifty percent of. Or residential, residential. Right, and Jane. Uh, yeah. Uh, since I mean, we were you know covering the elections, and some of our uh, colleagues were in Madhya Pradesh, and there was a report on how, especially the lower castes, you know, in the rural countryside, have more difficulty when it comes to access to water resources. So while right. you guys were covering Maharashtra, did you? I mean, for this, for example, you said this is a dominant community that has has been facing problem to what uh, for water access. so how right. are the things for the communities that are not dominant i mean is it worse or so and if um, yeah. you know this this particular story was done as part of uh, midday's pakistan days campaign so for the last 5 uh, weeks actually 5 to 6 weeks we've been covering stories um, with regards to scarcity of water in the city and areas around uh, mumbai it's not re- really related to the election campaign okay. but it's something that we thought needed to be addressed because in um, bombay as well as regions across um, maharashtra the problem is not about lack of water it's about distribution especially in bombay considering um, you know people one part of um, um, the community receives continuous water supply and there is another um, group of people who have to wait in queues for long hours to mm-hmm. get water so there is clearly a problem there's a problem with distribution uh, when we decided to cover this particular story this was not only going to be about uh, you know a, a social problem it was also about an environmental issue that we thought we needed to discuss because mm-hmm. here is and if you read the story you will realize that not very far from the village is this dam padali dam yeah. where there is abundant water available and the easiest thing that anybody can do is to get a pipeline connection from the dam to this particular village and the residents or the villagers won't suffer a water problem right 
this is not a drought affected region this is a region which has a problem when it comes to um this particular village especially uh, the soil is unable to hold water for some reason and there has been no study done on uh, this issue um instead they decided to dig more wells in the village so now the village has six wells they have 46 bore wells and all of them are dry by november so what is the point of investing this kind of money into building wells and bow wells when you know that um, there is no groundwater resource here mm-hmm. um, there is lack of understanding lack of study lack of um, um it's basically apathy so the villagers have kind of come to terms with this and what is interesting and something that anamika and i found very amusing is when we spoke to one of the um, uh, villagers one of the bachelors vilas um, mm-hmm. who was right. telling us that yeah um he was telling us that he seen 20 women and uh, he didn't tell us he was too shy to tell us but his uncle mentioned <laughs> that they've seen 20 uh, alliances for, for him and none of them worked out um he also mentioned why the entire village voted for bjp and okay. this is after the bjp had done nothing for them except uh, give them a shed to build um, a hanuman temple for which the villagers had anyway pulled in money okay um so it's it's about community they said kapil patel is from the agri community so they feel that there is they are obliged to give a member of um, their community um you know bring hmm. him to power this despite him not uh, doing anything for them and um, they want a chance another 5 years is what they think interestingly when um, kapil patel's uh, party workers had gone there last month to you know uh, to convince the people that they need to get him back to power they uh, the women actually assaulted them so you can oh. see the kind of um, differences um, within the community and yet they decide that they need to bring someone back to power it actually is reflective of what's happening in the entire country okay. i just thought this was a very amusing story you know there there this is just not a social problem it's a problem of um, you know lack of because it's such a small community of people in the back of beyond they feel their voices will never be heard and it is easy to kind of ignore them and just move on with life it it you know jane it seems like a story that has many interconnected facets with it it has right. a water scarcity problem which is an environmental issue it also has the the issue of bachelorhood of almost permanent bachelorhood due to the water scarcity so it seems right. like everything is very connected and cooperatively this way it's also prob- it's also an issue of women empowerment Correct. if you um, because this this village has had water scarcity for centuries now it's only now that the women the educated women mm-hmm. in the nearby villages feel that they do not want to continue going to other villages to fill you know their handis every day it it just feels like a tedious task they'd mm-hmm. rather have a man who brings enough money as a farmer than someone who mm-hmm. has to travel hours from the village because thani kalyan bhivandi all these areas are really far, far. from the village yeah. and the roads they don't have great roads to commute uh, daily so it's it's a very interconnected story which is one of the reasons why i decided to join anamika and do this because i really wanted to know how it all works and there are so many layers to this one particular story even some of the pictures clicked by sneha are very compelling you know the yes. ones uh, the ones that were speaking to the residents and maybe that one picture at the well where that woman is sitting uh, i think those right. pictures also like give a give a very strong narrative to the story as well 
राइट अनामिका जो आपकी स्टोरी है उसके लिए काफी बहुत बधाई आपको काफी बेहतरीन स्टोरी है मैं ये जानना चाहता हूँ कि जो महाराष्ट्र में कई इलाकों से ऐसी तस्वीरें आ रही है जहाँ इस बार पानी की कमी है और रिकॉर्ड सूखा पड़ने वाला है ऐसा कहा जा रहा है तो आपको लग रहा है कि जो किसान हैं उन पर भी असर होगा और जो आत्महत्या का रेशियो हालांकि कम नहीं हुआ है लगातार बढ़ रहा है इस बार भी बढ़ेगा क्योंकि अगले महीने मतलब अगले आठ नौ महीने में वहाँ चुनाव है क्या सूखे से बचाने के लिए सरकार कुछ काम कर रही है और आत्महत्या रुके क्योंकि अभी डेटा आया हुआ है डेटा डेटा में हम देख रहे हैं कि काफ़ी संख्या में किसान अभी भी आत्महत्या कर रहे हैं खासकर महाराष्ट्र में करेक्ट करेक्ट मैं अगर मुरबाड़ और शाहपुर एरिया की बात करूँ तो यहाँ पे वाटर स्केसिटी बहुत है मतलब उसके लिए गवर्नमेंट कुछ इनिशिएटिव ले नहीं रही है जैसे कि मैं अगर इसके बारे में और डिटेल्स दू तो कपिल पाटिल जो पर्टिकुलर एमपी है जो फिर से चुनाव जीत के आए हैं उन्होंने लास्ट फाइव इयर्स में मैंने उनके जो काम देखे गिवन टू सॉल्व वाटर इश्यूज बेसिकली पाइपलाइन दिए गए हैं बहुत सारे विलेजेस को लेकिन वो पाइपलाइन से पानी जा रहा है कि नहीं जा रहा है ही केयर अबाउट दैट ओके तो जो भी काम कर रहे हैं जिसके लिए ये एम इनके फंड्स यूज कर रहे हैं दे शुड नो कि उनका काम जो कर रहे हैं वो पहुंच रहा है कि नहीं पहुंच रहा सिर्फ पाइपलाइन देखे प्रॉब्लम सॉल्व नहीं होता है एंड दे हैव मैंशन इन देर एम पी के डिटेल्स में कि इतने इतने हम लोगों ने पाइपलाइन दिए हैं तो कहाँ दिए है तो सरपंच के जो कोई भी सरपंच है वो गांव का उसके घर के इधर पाइपलाइन है वॉट अबाउट अदर पीपल वो जो गांव के जो रहने वाले लोग हैं जो इस प्रॉब्लम से यू नो झूझ रहे हैं वो उसको उनको हमेशा वो सरपंच के घर के इधर जाना पड़ेगा उनके इधर सेपरेट पाइपलाइंस क्यों नहीं प्रोवाइड किए गए हैं सो सेवरल क्वेश्चन आर देयर बट एम पी डो इनफ आंसर वो लोग सिर्फ बोलते कि हम लोगों ने बहुत काम किया है बट क्या किया है कितना किया है वो लोगों तक तो पहुंचा है कि नहीं पहुंचा है अगर ये विलेज की बात करें तो उन्होंने बोरवेल अभी फिर से बोरवेल वो लोग डिक करने वाले हैं बेसिकली विच इज फार फ्रॉम सेवन किलोमीटर फार फ्रॉम दिस विलेज तो सेवन किलोमीटर से मतलब ये बहुत दूर है सेवन किलोमीटर से ये लोग पानी टैंकर से प्रोवाइड करेंगे तो ये जो टैंकर का खर्चा आएगा ये बोरवेल अभी तक बना भी नहीं है वो बनेगा ये साल अगले साल प्रॉब्लम नहीं होना चाहिए इसलिए और फिर उसके बाद वो टैंकर को पैसे दिए जाएंगे मतलब कितना खर्चा होगा जबकि उस उधर बाजू में ही जो डैम है उधर से इनको वन एंड हाफ किलोमीटर में पाइपलाइन अगर दी जाएगी तो खर्चा भी कम होगा और लोगों को पानी भी इजिली मिल सकता है बट दे आर नॉट टेकिंग एनी इनिशियटिव uh anamika and jane both of you all did did you all get any calls from you know the authorities over there in the village or something like that no not that i know anamika were you in touch with uh, patel kya usne yes, phone yes. did he call or anything i didn't get call from uh, authorities from the village but i got call from uh, uh, mp's uh, uh, pa basically okay he said that uh, we are trying to give them everything बट पांच साल में हम लोग कितना कंप्लीट कर पाएंगे मैंने बोला कि पांच साल मतलब जहाँ पे कपिल पाटिल रहता है उधर से इट इज लाइक फिफ्टी किलोमीटर और फोर्टी किलोमीटर ओके तो वो गांव वालों के पास बहुत सारे ऐसे रिक्वेस्ट एप्लीकेशन है जो उन्होंने एमपी को किए किए हुए हैं एमएलए को किए हुए हैं वाई दिज ऑल रिक्वेस्ट वर इग्नोर्ड अर्लियर मतलब एक बार तो आप लोग इनिशिएटिव ले सकते थे पिछले पांच साल में और ऐसा 
कौन सा एकदम बड़ा काम किया है कि उस काम में एम बिजी थे और ये वाटर स्केरसिटी जो मेन इशू है वही इग्नोर किया गया ओके सो गाइज प्रॉब्लम माई लास्ट क्वेश्चन फॉर यू ऑल वुड बी दैट यू नो नाउ वी स्पोकन अबाउट द मैन बींग इन अ स्टेट ऑफ बैचलरहुड यू नो दे आर नॉट फाइंडिंग ब्राइड्स टू ब्रिंग बैक टू खोपिवली बट वॉट अबाउट द वॉट अबाउट द वुमेन हु लिव इन द विलेज यू नो वॉट अबाउट द सिस्टर्स द डॉटर्स वॉट अबाउट दैम आर दे गेटिंग मैरिड इन द विलेज इट सेल्फ In fact, the day we went for, um, uh, we went and visited Kopivli. There was a wedding that was planned for the weekend, and uh, um, the parents of this girl were very excited. They were distributing wedding cards. They even spoke with us, and the entire village was in a very different um, zone itself because they were preparing for the wedding. Because I think it's a community thing. It's mm-hmm. a small village. Everyone comes together when there is a celebration. The women don't find it difficult to get men because they don't get married uh, within the com- within the village. so they don't get married to the men in the village they easily find boys outside it's the men who have a problem and this problem has been um it has been a problem in the last 5 or 6 years only because a lot of women whom we spoke to mm-hmm. um who came from outside the village have come to terms with the life that they live now and they did not see it as a big problem they've made adjustments they've compromised they've decided to live the life that they have lived and um, it's getting better for them so earlier they would you know mm-hmm. travel um, in these block carts and you know travel long distances to get these barrels of water today everyone has a car interestingly you know all of them have a car there is 24 hour supply electricity supply it's just water and this is not even a village that is hit by drought it is a village where there is water scarcity so there are these are two different things while okay. maharashtra a big part of maharashtra suffers from drought this village gets great rainfall the the river that um, abuts the village which is dhankor that is it gets so boisterous as we mentioned in the copy during the rains that it becomes very difficult for one part of the village actually gets split into two so members from one side of the village can't travel to the other so it, it so there is that much supply of water so all of this water that's there in the village just goes down the drain nobody knows where it goes obviously the water from bhankor goes to the dam main ek sawal janna cha raha hu jaise aap bata rahi hain ki mp ne jaise anamika bata rahi thi shayad ki sansad ne kuch nahi kiya aur wo keh rahe hain ki 5 saal mein hum kya kar sakte hain agle kuch dino baad maharashtra mein rajya sabha chunav hai तो आपको क्या लगता है कि जब जनता परेशान है पानी नहीं मिल रहा किसान आत्महत्या कर रहे हैं तो इसका असर चुनाव पे क्यों नहीं पड़ रहा अभी देखा जाए इस बार का जो नतीजा है 2014 का ही रिपीटेशन है शिवसेना और बीजेपी काफ़ी अच्छे बहुमत संख्या में उन्होंने उनके सांसद चुने गए हैं तो इस तमाम परेशानियों का इम्पैक्ट इलेक्शन के नतीजों पे क्यों नहीं पड़ रहा क्या वहाँ भी पूरा चुनाव राष्ट्रवाद के मुद्दे पे हुआ था या क्या क्या है वहाँ पे मामला मतलब अगर मैं जानना चाहूँ जैसे विलास ने हमें कहा था एक्चुअली जब हमने पूछा उसको कि आपने बीजेपी को फिर से चुना क्यों अगर उसने को, उन, उन, ये पार्टी ने कुछ डेवलपमेंट नहीं किया आपको सिर्फ तीन लाख का एक शेड दिया हनुमान मंदिर के लिए तो आप लोगों ने उसको फिर से पावर में क्यों लाया and that is when he told us something very interesting ki yahan pe congress hamare um, um, consequency mein 10 15 saal ke liye tha wahan unke time mein hum log ne kuch nahi dekha so let's give bjp another 5 years to see where they go with this and i think that is the mentality of a lot of people who voted uh, yeah. bjp to power because um, if you have given one party that chance here the people feel that there is 
um, you know, it's just about giving another party that that a similar chance to do and to show that they can, you know, change things for them. Okay, so you're just saying it's basically just that it's that. fair to give. I it's think fa- it's just about that. Yeah, it's sort of fair to give each the equal number of right. years to see the progress and development that they do, and then compare it with each other. Yes, I don't know what Anamika feels about this, but that's what I. That is the sense I got from the conversation with them. Anamika, anything you want to add same, to that? Same, same. Actually, uh, even we had same question. Uh, Jane and I asked the same question to these villagers. Ki apne fir se vote kyu diya? Agar aapko kuch nahi milne wala tha to, to they were like ki apna hi aadmi hai. Ham log mar pit apne hi gaon wala hai, apne hi caste ka hai. To agar kuch nahi kiya to ham log mar pit ke karwa lenge usse ka. That's how they said it. Yes. Okay. Cool guys, I think I've uh, asked you all most of what I wanted to know. Great story and uh, hopefully there'll be a follow-up also that we look forward to reading to sometime soon. Yes, hopefully. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks Anamika. Thanks yes. Jane. Thank See you guys. Okay. So guys, here's some stuff that happened uh, in the past week that did not get as much as attention as it deserved. The first is uh, Naresh Goel, founder of Jet Airways, being stopped at the Bombay airport along with his wife when he was uh, reportedly leaving for Dubai. The other is Baba Ramdev's comments where he says that a third child should be devoid of rights and uh, that there should be a blanket ban on cow slaughter. And the third piece of information which I personally feel was a little overreported in spite of not having any clarity on the situation was uh, the status of Arun Jaitley's health. There have been reports about him not being well, saying that he will quit, that he's very serious, his condition is critical, etc., etc. Although most of them have been denied. But I feel that until some clarity is there in this situation, the media could have probably stayed away from it instead of speculating. Also, guys, if y'all are listening to this podcast or any other News Laundry podcast, don't forget to subscribe to NewsLaundry.com and pay to keep news free. We're a small team doing the best we can with the limited resources that we have and could use all the help that we can get. Uh, guys, let's uh, let's move over to the recommendations bit. Uh, Basant, is there anything that you want to recommend for the listeners? हाँ, मतलब मेरी किताब है जो जिसका नाम है वादा फरामोसी, जो कुछ पत्रकार साथियों का ही लिखा हुआ है, जिसमें संजय बासु है, नीरज कुमार है और सशि शेखर है। तो ये आरटीआई के आरटीआई से डेटा लिया गया है जो पिछले पांच साल की सरकार थी मोदी सरकार और डेटा के आधार पे स्टोरी है इसमें तब किस तरीके से गवर्नमेंट ने कहाँ खर्च किया कितना खर्च किया तो आपको हम सब जानते हैं कि आरटीआई एक आम नागरिक के लिए कितना फायदेमंद है कि हम सरकार क्या कर रही है क्या नहीं कर रही है पैसे खर्च कर रही है तो वो पूरा है और पाँच साल में मतलब मुझे लगता है कि जो काम बहुत सारे पत्रकारों ने नहीं किया वो इन वो इन तीन लोगों ने मिलकर किया है तो इसे पढ़ना चाहिए और देखना चाहिए कि हमारी सरकार कहाँ क्या खर्च कर रही है sure. कहाँ क्या बचा रही है कहाँ क्या लूट रहा है तो ये अच्छी किताब है मुझे लगता है वादा फरामोशी है अगर पब्लिकेशन का नाम बताना चाहें तो ये यश प्रकाशन है नई दिल्ली से आई शोर अबाउट यू सो सिंस द वर्ल्ड कप इज राउंड द कॉर्नर um i would recommend you know anyone who listens to us and likes cricket to go over to youtube and check out cricket australia's youtube channel they've been putting some really good videos of you know past moments on the world cup or special uh, features on different players so it's it's very well done they have a brilliant production team i'm guessing and second since we talked about the increasing attacks on minorities since the government uh, won its mandate the brilliant documentary that uh, guardian put out called the hour of lynching it's on the rakbar's uh, lynching in okay. alwar from last year uh, it's 20 minutes long but it's very moving and it just shows how one single incident lead, leads uh, how one single incident causes a shock wave that affects everyone in a community in a family okay Uh, I'd like to recommend two books by Kigo Higashino. Uh, they're called Malice and Newcomer. 
they both are suspense thrillers and i think higashino has done a brilliant job it's probably at par with what he did in journey under the midnight sun these are two books that you guys definitely should not miss out on reading that brings us to the end of this episode of reporters without orders uh guys if you all have any valuable feedback for us you all can tweet to us dm us on instagram actually all of us except for ayush cuz he doesn't like that invasion of privacy or you can simply write to us at contact@newslaundry.com and if uh, any of you subscribers out there ever want to join us on this podcast uh, please feel free to write to us and we can see what we can do about it uh on that note i'll be taking off thank you panel for being a part of this conversation and uh, we will see you guys next week happy subscribing all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.